Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 24 of In the Eleven. And <laughs> this is a big one. I don't even know where to begin on this episode. Uh, I know I have a lot of explaining to do. And, you know, for those of you who have been wondering where the episode is, I know this one's late, but trust me, there's a good reason for it. And we're going to get into all that uh, in this episode right here. So, Stick around, stay tuned. This is one that you're not going to want to miss. And let's get rolling. So, here's the deal. Right off the rip, if you're watching on the video uh, episode, you probably can tell that this is not a not a scene that you've seen before, not a background that you've seen before. And if you're listening, well, I can just, I can tell you that we're, that we're in a different location and, and we are in Europe, finally. We made it back and we're doing the damn thing again. I am coming at you live for this episode from a city called Aarhus in Denmark. And this is where I have my next opportunity to play again. So uh, let me kind of backtrack and, and explain everything and hopefully I can answer any questions that you guys have as I, as I go along here. I know I've been a bit cryptic in the past few weeks, in the past few episodes um, about what I was doing, what the plans were. Like I said, the podcast, the podcast is going to change, all those types of things. But, you know, just because of the way that the world is right now with traveling and with COVID, I didn't totally know what was going to happen with this opportunity. So I didn't want to hype something up and then, you know, it fall through and, and then have to backtrack on everything that I just told you. So I apologize for any vagueness or <laughs> ambiguity in the past few weeks in any episodes, but it was just, I wanted to make sure all my ducks were in a row before I kind of came on and made this episode. Now, in addition to that, I just want to say again, like, I apologize for, you know, there's really not been any content on the Instagram page for probably over a week now. There's, there's not been an episode, you know, I finally just got out the video episode of Jules and I from episode 23. So if you want to check that out, go check that out. But it's just been a lot of stress these past two weeks, to be completely honest with you. And I've always said, you know, I love this podcast and what it's been able to do and I've enjoyed making it but the first priority for me is always going to be playing it's always going to be the football so if I needed to take uh, a step back with the podcast and all the content in order to make sure that everything went smoothly with the football then that's what I was going to do and that's kind of what I had to do so hopefully as we move forward and I can get into kind of a rhythm over here we can find a a better a better result in terms of putting out consistent content. So let's get into to the, to the meat and potatoes and, and what we're doing over here. So to set the story for you, I, as you all know, I was supposed to return to Germany in March of 2020. The week that I was supposed to fly out to Bremen was pretty much the week that the pandemic kind of hit its... Uh, the height of its, uh, I guess, 
initial shock or it's the initial waves of everything closing and everything kind of turning upside down. So I canceled that flight and I wound up not going and it turned out to kind of be the right decision because as we all know, at pretty much every league across the world shut down. No one was playing. I would have been trapped probably in Germany in a quarantine by myself and wouldn't have been a fun situation. So I kind of went the rest of the summer thinking, you know, let me try and get back to Germany as soon as I can. Maybe by summer, everything's going to be fine. And I think a lot of us thought that the pandemic was only going to be a couple of weeks, you know, months, maybe. And then everything was going to sort of go back to normal. I don't think any of us predicted fast forward now a year basically and we're still in a in a similar situation some may call it better or worse at this point who really knows so that was the plan try and go back to germany and at the same time there was a lot of things that i just had to kind of get sorted out on my end over in america you know i was i needed to make money i needed to have money to be able to to get back to germany if that's what i was going to do and I needed to keep training. I needed to do a lot of different things. And in that time, with so much time to be able to reevaluate and just think about my situation, I kind of was analyzing this Germany opportunity and felt as if I had almost just rushed into it because it was the highest level opportunity that was offered to me at the time. And I just kind of was like CV hunting, I guess you could say, like just let me get the let me get the highest possible league on my resume just because it's there even if it's not the best opportunity you know it's it's when you take the job with the super widely known big company just to have it on the resume versus taking the job that's really best suited for you and your skills and your attributes so as i looked i was like I don't know if that's really the best opportunity and I don't know how much I should be pushing to get back to Germany as quick as possible. As it turned out, when the league finally returned, that team really did poorly and they actually got relegated and the coach had left as well. So all in all, I, I'm not too upset about the decision not to return back to that team um, once everything was opened back up. So... I almost started again from from square one. I mean, I had an idea now of how European football worked, uh, how the leagues worked, how the system kind of is as a whole. But I I just said, you know, let's start from scratch and with the knowledge that I know now, see what we can do. So it was just reaching out to a lot of the contacts that I had made and trying to develop something and then it was also a lot of just emailing new coaches and, and new clubs like I always say it's the cold email that has gotten me a lot so far in my career and that's actually how I got this opportunity that I'm in right now and I had kind of decided in my head that I wanted to wait to start sending out my CV and my highlight video again until I knew kind of that leagues were starting back up and that I had enough money and I was really able to go. You know, I didn't want to send something out prematurely and then someone says, hey, can you come for a trial right now? And I'm not really ready for it. So I, March, April, May, I was kind of just holding off at first. That was my plan. But then I had a conversation with my mom and she was like, well, 
you know, the whole world is on lockdown right now. All these coaches that maybe before wouldn't have the time of day to look at your email now might be sitting at home because they can't go and train. They can't, you know, leave their house and they might be more likely to actually give your your video and your CV a look. And I was like, that's actually a really, <laughs> a really good point. So that's what I did. And my strategy was, let me be more critical and, and more specific about the markets that I'm looking at. I still had Germany as an option, but I was just looking at it big picture and, and thinking, you know, Germany's a great place to develop as a player. It's so competitive. There's hundreds, if not thousands of teams, but there's so many good players in Germany. You know, it's, it's a, a double-edged sword almost. It's extremely hard to break in at the highest levels and while it, it may be easier in some facets for you know certain visa things for Americans and lately there's been a number of Americans that have gone to Germany and, and been able to have success I just felt like it was going to be tough for me to break in especially with not having the resume that I needed to really show in Germany because I didn't get that sixth division experience with the team I was supposed to go to in Bremen. I, I That all fell through. So I, I felt as if I'd almost have to start again from the bottom of Germany and the work that I had done there maybe wouldn't have gotten me as, as far as I was hoping. So I kind of switched my my lens a little bit and I was like, let me focus on Scandinavia kind of. And so... I went and I kind of went about the same process that I was doing while in Germany and I and I took Denmark, Sweden, Norway and Finland and I just tried to find as many emails as I could for kind of fourth division and lower because I knew without having pro experience on my resume it was going to be very hard for me to get a pro contract, a pro trial and I figured if I came, started a little bit lower, did well, I could work my way up and establish myself in a system. So with that being said, I actually got an email back from the coach of a club called Abiohoy IF, which is here in Aarhus. They play in the Jilin Syrian. And I'm sure once Danish people or this coach listens to this, they'll rip me apart for my pronunciation but we're getting there um he sent me an email back and was essentially like hey uh you know do you know kind of about our level do you know about Denmark at all this could be something that could be a good spot for you to get your feet in the door and then and work your way up I was like yeah that's kind of what I'm going for that's the plan and then I had a phone call with him this is probably in April I would say of 2020 and it w- it turned out to be the first phone call of probably <laughs> uh, a thousand phone calls, all leading up to this point right now, where I am actually here in Aarhus. I'm in quarantine right now. I'm staying with the coach who I spoke to uh, hundreds of times. Um, I even have this is the the training top, the logo, Abiohoy. Obihoy, I'm gonna get it eventually. Obihoy, IF, and yeah, I'm. It's I'm still struggling to find the words because I. 
I was out of the game for a year and obviously I still haven't gotten to train here yet. I'm still in quarantine, but just to be back in Europe is kind of a surreal feeling and I'm still uh, still pinching myself every now and then, just kind of reminding myself that it's real. But so I had, like I said, a number of phone calls with this coach over the course of the entirety of 2020 and kept trying to figure out a way for me to come, kept trying to figure out when the timing was right. And I think there was maybe a window where I could have gone in the summer of 2020 because their league did start back up for the fall, but it just still seemed kind of tight and didn't totally know about the travel restrictions and wasn't super set like financially to be able to pursue this comparatively to where I am now. So held off. And then as it turned out, I think the second to last game of their fall half of the season, uh, the league shut down and then basically the country went into a full lockdown. They've been in a lockdown for quite some time now, as most of Europe is. So as we approached the new year, the second half of the season was approaching. I decided that this would be the best time for me to try and go again. And just, if nothing else, at least try and give it an effort versus sitting at home for a whole nother spring, a whole nother half of the season, and wondering, had I tried it, would I maybe have been able to get in and get able to play? So the season for this club, the first game will be March 27th. So I'm here about a month before for a little bit of our preseason and like I said, I'm, I'm, I arrived on Sunday, so this episode will probably go up for those of you listening or watching maybe Wednesday or Thursday, and so I've been here for now about three or four days, and on Thursday I will be hopefully getting <laughs> the last of many COVID tests that I've had to take. And then I'll be able to test out of my quarantine, my isolation, move into the apartment where I'll be staying. And then next week we start team training. Hopefully after Thursday or Friday, I can do some individual training with the coach and and uh, go from there. I So hopefully that kind of explains the story now. You know, where I'm at, I'm in Denmark and I'm playing for going to be part of this club hopefully playing for this club and the goal is you know to to perform really well help them get promoted because in the first half of the season they finished in the they finished in second place in their group and the way it works in Denmark in this particular level is the second half of the season is then the teams that finished at the top of their bracket are put into a, a pool and play for promotion so I'd love to help them get promoted and then hopefully do well and see if I can garner an opportunity after this at a, at a higher level, uh, whether it be here or elsewhere. So, But for right now, it's just the focus of getting back to fitness and getting playing again after so, so very long. I, I can't even believe it, how, I, you know, how long it's been, but that's that's the story that's where we're at and 
that's the plan as far as the football side. And I can't express how excited I am to be back here in Europe. I can't express how excited I am to just be back playing again and and just everything, you know, playing at this level, having this opportunity. I'm incredibly grateful to this coach who took a chance on me and this club. And I can't wait to just get started and, and help any way I can because it, it, it was a long time coming. It was a very stressful process. And I'll kind of touch upon that. Um, for those of you who are wondering about like the travel process, I'll tell you the, the travel story because it's actually a good one. Um, but but yeah, just to, to reiterate, I'm just happy, excited, relieved to finally be here. I just, in a lot of ways, I, I almost didn't know if it was going to happen again. Just it, it got tough there for a second. Uh, the world was crazy and it, even though there was vaccines coming out and numbers going down it still just seemed like we weren't moving forward so I just I felt like I had to to take a risk and and go for something bold and thank god it it panned out so the travel getting here right so in Denmark they are on a lockdown until February 28th and that also encompassed travel restrictions in and out so you had to enter Denmark only if you had a worthy purpose if you were not a citizen of Denmark or a citizen of certain EU countries so being that I only have a United States passport I needed a worthy purpose to enter and luckily Denmark was a country that allowed for artists or athletes it was kind of the one of the caveats within their uh, if you're coming for work, they allowed artists or athletes to come if you had proof of the working relationship between you and whoever you were coming to do your work for. So essentially, there's uh, on the Danish police website, they had all this information about who can enter. And as I was, you know, count, countless hours spent researching and planning this trip, one of the ways for me to enter would have been if I had written kind of authorization from this club saying that I was coming to play for this club. And in addition to that, I had to have a number of COVID tests and all those types of things. When I got here, I have to isolate for 10 days, like a lot of, a lot of hoops to jump through. So in January, or maybe actually it was December, I booked a flight for February 10th and as it was getting closer because uh, Denmark was actually supposed to at the time come out of lockdown in January, but then they extended the lockdown to February 7th and they extended it again to February 28th. So when it got close to February 10th, I had gotten an email from my airline saying that they had canceled some of the legs of my flight. So I either needed to wait and rebook something or cancel the flight altogether and book something new. So at the time I had said, okay, you know, they're still in lockdown. So why don't I book, push it back a week and book it when it's out of lockdown. So I did that. Then sure enough, they extended the lockdown again in Denmark. So I was like, well, you know, I still have my worthy purpose of entering Denmark. Let me still try and go and travel on now. My flight was supposed to be the 17th. So I had it booked February 17th. And I show up at the airport. I flew out of Albany, New York, and 
my flight was supposed to be Albany to Detroit, Detroit to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Alborg, Denmark, which is an airport about an hour from where I am right now. And about four or five days before my flight, I had received an email saying that if you fly through Amsterdam, even if you are not going to Amsterdam, you need to have a PCR test within 72 hours and you need to have a rapid test four hours before your flight. The, de- the rule for Denmark was only you needed to have a test 24 hours before. So now I had to get a number of tests. So leading up to that Wednesday, I got a test on Sunday, uh, a PCR test. And then right before I went to the airport, I went to a clinic and I got a rapid test. And at the clinic, whenever they give you a rapid, they also give you a PCR test. So just keep this count in mind as we go about this story because now we're at three COVID tests for the past week. I show up to the airport and we have to go through all the paperwork right in the beginning. I had no idea how this process was going to go. You know, am I going to be asked all these questions in the US? Am I going to be asked all them in Denmark? Like I just, I had no idea what I was in store for. And right away in Albany, I'm getting asked all the questions. Why are you going? What's your purpose? Do you have the documentation? And uh, the man I'm speaking to through my airline is saying, is on the phone with one of his supervisors and is saying that the looks like as if the purpose is okay. They were going to allow me to go through, but my COVID test was, which I thought it needed to be 72 hours within departure of your first flight, but actually needed to be 72 hours within when you arrive in Amsterdam. So I needed to take my PCR test on Monday instead of Sunday. I was like 18 hours off or something. So they're like, you can rebook it and get your testing right, and then you should be able to go. So I'm like, I'm devastated, like I'm crushed. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of last week was, was, I wasn't in a great place, let's just say that. So I went home and... Didn't really talk to anyone, anybody but one or two people and my family. And I rebooked it for Saturday, the 20th. Then I went and got a test on Thursday because that would have been Thursday night would have been 72 hours within when I arrived in Amsterdam. And I show up to the airport on Saturday and I have to go through the whole thing again. I'm probably standing at check-in for like two hours and I am being told at first you know no this isn't a worthy purpose you need a letter from the consulate you need a letter from the embassy if you don't have a work visa and I'm explaining you know no I've spoken to the Danish police I've done my research I was here last time and they said I was okay as long as I got the testing right and then it was just it was such a bizarre experience the woman that I'm working with that I'm talking to, she's you know trying to Google all this information on her phone. And then eventually she's like, okay, I need to go make another phone call. And she goes into the back. And at the time I had had my PCR test, but I had gone to Walgreens in the morning to get a rapid test for my four hour window test. I hadn't gotten the results back yet. So she was like, well, do you have that? And I was like, no, but I'm waiting on the results. Like, 
they're supposed to come in any minute now. And she was like, well, I can't let you board until you have those results. I'm like, okay. So as she's in the back, she's been there for quite some time now, which I kind of thought was a good sign. Cause if, you know, if anything, if it was a no, it would have been no. And then you're out. But as she's in the back, I get the results in on my phone that say that you're negative from Walgreens. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Like, perfect timing. All of a sudden, she comes running out of the back and comes up to me and is like, I need your paperwork. Like, I need your paperwork. What paperwork? I I already gave you my PCR test. I gave you all the letters from the club. I, I gave you all the information. You have all that in the back. You brought it back there. And she was like, uh, do you have your rapid test? I'm like, yeah, it's on my phone. They just emailed it to me. She's like, okay, I need that. So I give her my phone. She takes my phone, sprints back into the back again. So this just woman just has my phone now. <laughs> um, and she's back there for a while again and finally comes out. And I was, at this point, I was already just stressed out of my mind. And, you know, I was, I was praying. I was doing everything I could think of because I really had no idea that whether or not she was going to come out and say, yes, you're good or no, you can't go. She comes out and she's like, you're good to go. But when you get to Detroit, you're going to need to get rapid tested again before you go to Amsterdam. And I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Like I've already taken at this point, this has been five tests, like however many tests it takes, just get me there. And she gave me my boarding pass and was like, your bag's going to Denmark. And I was like, okay, let's hope that I make it all the way there too. Which, you know, having the boarding pass and having my bag checked was farther than I had gotten on Wednesday. So we're already, you know, we're already in the money here. I went up, went through security. Everything went smooth, went to Detroit. As soon as I got to Detroit, I had to go to a specific gate where they were testing for anyone who's flying to Amsterdam has to get tested. So I went, I did that. I had to wait there for the results and then those came back negative. And then I, f I don't think there was any other hiccups on the way to Detroit or on the way to Amsterdam because that test came back negative. That's now, if you're counting, that's test number six for the week. Oh, the only thing was... When usually when, for those of you who have flown a lot or flown internationally, you know, kind of once you get past the initial check-in or once you get past passport control or border control, you're usually kind of in the clear. Like people from the flight itself aren't really going to question you a lot. But so I'm about to board, I'm going on the gate and I'm handing my boarding pass in. And then usually you just walk down the tunnel and you get onto your flight. There's no other like checkpoints. But I'm looking down the hallway and there's four huge cops <laughs> standing in the doorway and they're checking everybody's stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go again. So I check my boarding pass. I go down. I hand the cops my passport and they're like, oh, what are you going to Denmark for? And I say, oh, I'm going for football. And he goes, oh, nice. And then I walk through. I'm like, Okay. Let's take a break to talk about support for the In The Eleven podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package 
is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 11 at manscaped.com. Now, if my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Now, listen, here's the deal, gentlemen. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and it is a game changer. Now, I know we got a lot of ballers out here, right? We got a lot of coaches out here. A lot of you, I know in your sessions, in your games, you're constantly saying, got to take care of the ball, but you're not taking care of your own. It's crazy. It's it's wild, and we got to change that here, and Manscaped's going to help you do that. So, first off, we've got the Lawnmower 4.0, and it is the future of men's below-the-waist grooming, and that is because... Of their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof. It has a 400K LED spotlight. So, no more going blind in the bathroom, getting hair all over the floor, right? Pop in the shower, you've got the light as well, easy, and you're done. On to the next one. Now, same goes for that Weed Whacker, the Manscaped Weed Whacker for your ear and nose hair trimming necessities. You've got the proprietary skin safe technology, which is gonna help reduce with nicks snags and tugs in those delicate sensitive areas now last but not least we can't forget about the crop preserver ball deodorant and the crop reviver ball toner a lot of you guys i know you've got a routine with your recovery right you've got pre-game rituals you've got post-game rituals a recovery routine that you do after right hop in an ice bath whatever it is you have to add your below-the-waist care to that. You've got to take care of your balls, gentlemen. You don't want to be playing 90 minutes, and then you come in, and you're sweaty and disgusting, and you're not taking care of yourself. you got you got to do it. And Manscaped, like I said, is here to help you in that department. And who knows? Maybe that special someone that's in your life coming to the game, watching you play. You know, you play a good 90 minutes, maybe you bag a goal. I don't know. You want to be ready. You want to be prepared. You don't want to be in a situation where you are left without Manscaped. Now, just because Manscaped is hooking you up and they want to take care of you, the Performance Package 4.0 has a couple of goodies thrown in there. They've got the Manscaped boxer briefs and they threw in a little carry-on bag just to travel with all of your Manscaped products, whether you're going for an away game, right? It's a road trip, you're in a plane, whatever. Chuck all your Manscaped products in there. You don't have to think about it. You can forget about it and make sure that you're still taken care of. So it is time, gentlemen, because your balls will thank you. It is time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off with free shipping using the code 11. That's 20% off with free shipping using the code 11, E-L-E-V-E-N at manscaped.com. That is 20 whole percent off of your order. 20% off your order with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code 11, unlock your confidence, and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now at least we're going to make it to Amsterdam. Let's see how let's see how much farther along this trip we can go. I get to Amsterdam, and again, I wasn't sure, you know, I'm just transferring flights here, so I don't know if I need to go through border control or what. Turns out I do, so here we go again. Going through, give the passport hey, where are you going? It says you can't travel to Denmark right now. I'm like, I know I'm going for this reason. I have to show him all the letters again. I have to explain to him, no, I don't need a letter from the embassy. Here's what it says. Here's the rules. He's like talking to his coworker in Dutch. I know, just saying stuff about me, I'm sure. And I think he 
was just kind of frustrated, I guess, because Corona has so many more restrictions now. And I don't know. Again, I'm stressed. I'm sweating. I don't know if I'm going to get through. One of the only words I picked up that he said was deported. And I was like, oh, God, please don't deport me. <laughs> um, I don't know. For some reason, I don't know if other people have had this experience. I feel like when I – I remember it was like this in Frankfurt and now Amsterdam. The people at Border Control – they, a lot of them that I've worked with, they look very young. Like this guy looked like he was like 20, 21 years old and he's deciding the fate of who gets into the country or not. And he has the huge vest and everything, you know, the police get up and uh, it was just, I don't know, something ironic about it as like, I'm handing my life over to this, it seems like kid who's deciding my fate. Um, but he lets me go through. And now, now is probably what I thought was gonna be the hardest part the whole time. I have to wait for like eight hours. I had an eight hour layover in Amsterdam to just do a one hour flight into Aalborg in Denmark. So, you know, now I'm, a, I'm approaching like hours 18, 19, 20 of travel. I've been wearing a mask this entire time, which is, was terrible. I, have probably slept like two hours total just because I'm so anxious, stressed, every emotion. My adrenaline is pumping nonstop. I tried to sleep on the flight to Amsterdam, but I just couldn't get comfortable. So I am just running on fumes, but I have to get there. I board the flight to Alborg. We get there and now I'm thinking, you know, here's the big one. I'm in Denmark now. This is where I want to, you know, go out and about in the world. This is where it's going to be the toughest. But a part of me was thinking as I was landing, I was like, you know what would be ironic and funny is if I arrive in Denmark and at this border is actually the easiest of all of them so far. So I go right away. It's border control but it's the nice thing I think in the airport that I chose it was a small little airport it was like eight gates total and it's kind of like a bit it's a it's a bit more northern Denmark it's very less densely populated it's kind of a quiet farming area so I was like this is kind of more ideal than flying into some huge international airport with tons of security tons of high-powered police not that I'm doing anything illegal or anything like that. I don't want to set the scene like I'm, you know, committing crimes here, but just so that everything can go smoothly and I'm still allowed, you know, I'm just coming here to play football. I'm not coming here to do anything insane. So I uh, go to border control there and I don't know if he spoke English as well, um, but I hand him my passport and he's like, do you have your test? I, I give him my PCR test because the woman in line had said we needed a PCR, but I was like, I know it needs to be within 24 hours. My PCR is from 72 hours ago, so I don't think that's what you mean, but he's looking at it. It's from February 18th, and we're on February 21st now, so he's like, oh, do you have an earlier test? I'm like, yeah, I have this one from yesterday when I took it in Detroit, and I hand him that one, and he's looking at him. He looks at my passport, and then I don't know if he was upset with me or upset with something, but 
he kind of like slams all my papers down, slams shut my passport, puts it on the desk, and it's like, okay, go ahead, you need to go get tested. And I'm like, okay. Um, I'm not going to stand around to question why he seems frustrated, but I'm going to go through. Now I'm getting tested again. For those of you who are counting, that is test number seven now of the week that we are getting in Denmark. Within the span of two days, I got three tests. I got a test before I left Albany. I got a test in Detroit. I got a test in Denmark. And so I take the test. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. All these people who went after me are getting their results back and I'm still waiting. I'm like one of the last people in the room and I'm just, I'm going insane. I'm like, I have no idea if I still need to do more border control checking. You know, do I need to show my purpose? Uh, I still don't know. Like, am I in the clear yet or not? I finally get my negative test result back. I walk back through the hallway to the same people from the police and all they are like, oh, here's your packet about your isolation. You know, you need to do 10 days, four days if you test out of it, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, okay. And they're like, oh, right down these stairs. So I go down the stairs. There's another security guy. And he's like, and your bag's right over there. I'm like, okay, perfect. I go pick up my bag. The airport's completely dead. There's nobody there at all, basically. There's, on the baggage claim, there's only like three bags left and one of them's mine. So I pick up my bag and then I walk through the, which I've done a lot of traveling and still to this day, I don't totally know what this is. So if somebody knows what this is, let me know. I walk through the, it's like you choose whether you're carrying something through like duty free or tax, I don't know, whatever. I always choose the duty free one because I don't think I'm bringing anything that needs to be taxed read off or wrote off or whatever, whatever the hell that is. But I walk through this big revolving door and I'm on the outside. Um, I can see the parking lot. I can see the world. There's no more checkpoints. There's no more nothing. And there's the coach standing there waiting because he was picking me up from the airport and I'm been staying at his apartment now for my quarantine. So we drove an hour it was kind of late. It was like 7, 8 p.m. And drove to his apartment. And now I've been here ever since. Finishing my quarantine. Like I said, I'm going to get tested uh, on Thursday. And then hopefully test pot or test negative. <laughs> test negative And move out of quarantine. Move into my place where I'll be staying. Get into the swing of things. The training and and working out and all that stuff. We're here. We're here, baby, and now it's it's time to work. So I am so excited, like I said, I especially after the the journey that I had to get here, it was it was a lot and I'm still kind of recovering. You know, I haven't really been able to sleep well these past two nights. I still keep waking up thinking I'm in an airport and I need someone to check my papers and you know, thinking I'm getting sent back home. It's 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 not been easy thus far. I hopefully as I continue to settle in, I'll get a better sleeping schedule and start feeling back to normal. But that's the story, and 
that's where we're at right now. If anyone has any questions or, or wants clarification, I can con continue to provide that as the episodes go on. But I think I covered covered most of the the points here. Now, in terms of the podcast going forward, like I had mentioned in previous episodes, I'd like to start doing episodes weekly, and I'm gonna be discussing, you know, what it's like living abroad here in Denmark, playing for this club, searching for a pro contract. I'm going to talk about a lot of different things. It won't necessarily be everything because there's still some things that I want to keep under wraps. You know, I'm not going to tell you every single time I email a club or every conversation I have with a coach or trial or game. Like, you know, there's there's going to be things that are still kind of kept beneath the radar a little bit, but I do want to do my best to give you as much of a transparent look at what it's kind of like in my life living over here. I do still want to do guests and interviews and, and those things as well. And I want to still keep producing the content on Instagram. And, you know, I've mentioned maybe starting a Facebook page and posting more on TikTok and giving you guys more digestible and shorter term content as well to tide you over until the next episode comes out. We're still hopefully going to be able to do the video version and the audio version at all times as long as that goes smoothly. I've occasionally had some issues with video editing since I don't have a Mac right now, but we'll figure something out. And I want to keep up with Tell Us About Your Dream. I have had, I have a couple now in my, in my form submission that I'm going to be reading soon. I know we're not going to do one this episode in particular, but that's just because I know there was a lot to talk about in this episode and I didn't want to keep you guys for too crazy long because I wanted to give you the update, but not be on here for two hours. I definitely want to keep doing Tell Us About Your Dreams. So if you have one, send it in. The link will be down below for you to to shoot that over. And... If there's any other ideas that you want or other guests that you want to see, whatever you're looking to, to learn, um, certainly shoot me an email or a message and I'd love to incorporate more of what the audience is, is looking for here on this podcast. Yeah, so <laughs> again, it's it's surreal. I I, I can't. I can't believe it, but after over a year, I am finally back in Europe and and afforded the opportunity to to chase my dream again. And it's it's been tough, but I'm I'm proud of myself for not quitting when it was the easier thing to do when I was at home. You know, I had a lot of people that kind of asked or just questioning, I guess, the, the whole intent and the whole motivation. And it was very hard for me to just say, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm done because of the pandemic. It was It was just hard for me to say that because I was supposed to go to Germany. You know, I was so close to being in Germany and playing again. And then for it to have it be ripped away like that, it just felt like such an unnatural way for 
my career to end. Like, without my control at all, without me saying, no, I'm done. You know, I never, I didn't want it to be, if I ever go out of this game, I want it to be on my own terms is basically what I, what I want, you know, whether it be I decide not to or my body just breaks down. I don't want it to just be because of something completely out of my control, you know, and, and that's what I felt like the pandemic was, just something completely out of my control. So I didn't want that to be the reason why I gave up on the dream. So I just stayed persistent and just kept grinding and grinding and grinding. And for a while it was seemed as if I was grinding for nothing, but that's kind of, that's kind of the name of this game. You know, when you don't have an opportunity, you have to grind just as hard as when you do, because you have to just have this blind faith kind of that something is going to come up and you're going to be able to get back. And if you don't, then you might be in trouble, you know, when you do have an opportunity that's presented to you again. So, man, I just, I can't express enough how, how grateful I am for everyone that helped me get here, for the people that continued to push me and told me to not quit and picked my head up when I was, when I was down because as much as I felt like I was in a positive place for much of the pandemic when I was training, there were times when I, I really wasn't at all. And especially as I got closer to actually leaving and there was so much stress around how to get there and the testing and everything and, and questioning every minute whether or not I was actually going to work and be able to get in it. It got hard. It got it got really daunting, and you know, I, there there was just a couple people that I leaned on. That uh, I mean, I've expressed my gratitude to them, and I can will continue to do that. But it's a uh, it's it's a it's a great feeling. It still doesn't feel like it's fully sunk in yet, just because I haven't been able to actually touch the pitch and play and and train and do those things I'm still kind of in this waiting game but it's completely worth it if it if it affords me the opportunity to go and play again so I'll stick it out for these next few days stay here in the house I've just been chilling really do little like uh, workouts like push-ups and stuff like that but for the most part it's just you know I've been working on some podcast stuff I've been watching tv like nothing really spectacular in the life of a quarantine as many of you probably know but I just can't wait to to get back out and and get into a rhythm again and get into a routine and and see where this adventure is going to take me I'm I'm excited I'm excited to learn about Denmark I'm excited to explore this city or who's is the second biggest city in in Denmark and from what little I saw on the drive over it was it was amazing so I just can't wait to see more of it and and you know and envelop myself in in this culture. So thank you to all of you as the listener. I know I mentioned this before but I felt as if you guys held me accountable and you guys pushed me in those times when maybe my head my head dropped a little bit and I didn't know if if I was going to be able to continue, you know, I knew I had this albeit small little niche of an audience. I knew that some of you out there really genuinely 
enjoyed my content and wanted to, I hope, wanted to see me succeed and at the very least wanted to see me not give up. So I felt like I owed it to you guys to to do exactly that, to not give up. And, and I appreciate that. I really do. I, uh, yeah, I just, I just want to say thank you. And I hope that I can continue to provide you guys some value. And, and I hope now that this kind of, I guess you could say season two of the podcast or kind of new, new transition will be something really exciting and, and something that you guys are all going to enjoy. So stay tuned and, and stick around. If you are brand new here, you can you can subscribe to us and find us on any of the major streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Stitcher, everything. Uh, we also have the video version of the podcast on YouTube, and we are posting Instagram content at Indie11Pod, and same thing on TikTok, Indie11Pod. If you want to send us an email, then you can do that at Indie11Pod at gmail.com. That about covers it for all the plugs that I have. If you would be so kind, if you like this episode and you're excited for what's to come, if you could go over, if you listen on Apple, I know a lot of you guys listen on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a review, that would be super awesome. Um, and tell me what you think about the podcast and if you're excited for the new episodes coming up, that type of thing. That would be much appreciated. That about covers it for this episode, episode 24. I am in Denmark, baby. That's that's all I can really say. I'm I'm in Denmark and and now it's it's time to go to work. So, I will keep all of you guys posted and and keep all you guys updated on everything that's happening, but I will talk to all you guys soon. Mm-hmm.